G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Dan Flynn is the Victorian Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Dan's joining us today for an update. Hello, Dan. Welcome along to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Dan, there's some significant things that are going on in Victoria. Now, I mean, Victoria, you know, we could do a segment on Victoria every week, although we try to we try to broaden things and make sure that uh, that other states are represented in the way we talk about things. But there are some significant things in Victoria this week, uh, things that are priorities for the government before Christmas. And uh, not all of those are ones we'd think are really positive. What's happening in Victoria? Well, you know, on the one hand, uh, we're hearing in Victoria that uh, Christmas carols are allowed to be sung, and uh, that's a welcome clarification after uh, the confusion from last year. But, um, you know, I wonder whether that's really window dressing, Neil, because we know there's legislation in the Parliament tomorrow um, that's listed number one on the notice paper uh, to limit uh, the freedom of Christian schools and churches uh, to employ staff according to their faith. And the government has put that number one on their priority list. Uh, And, of course, uh, Christians here in Victoria are very concerned about that uh, and wonder why that would be such a priority in the lead-up to Christmas. And it's not alone in controversy. There's another issue that is also on the agenda. And if we can talk about the two of these, and they are different issues, but they sort of get grouped together. The idea of these birth certificates, changing birth certificates, based on identifying as another gender. There's, uh, all of this has to do with gender and equal opportunity. Uh, how are your thoughts about how things might go this week in Victoria? Look, it's going to be pretty challenging. Uh, the second bill that you refer to is a bill that is the most liberal of these birth certificate bills that have been seen around the country. <clears throat> when I say the most liberal, it enables, for example, a man to get a birth certificate saying that he was always a woman if he merely in his mind identifies as a woman. So no need to present differently uh, or to have any medical uh, input, uh, but merely based on personality. And that's the lowest possible threshold. Um, And that's, uh, you know, very concerning for not only Christians, but for feminists who find that quite offensive that uh, a man can, um, as well as having the privileges of being a man, and the privileges of being a woman as well. So that we expect both of these bills to be debated and voted on this week. And there'll be some commonality, as you point out, Neil, uh, in the, the, the way these are opposed. Uh, there are 20 votes. There, are, there is an absolute majority required to pass these bills. Uh, the government will need to get uh, 21 votes effectively. Um, the numbers, as I read them, will be very close. It'll be close to 20 all. Uh, If that's right, and the result is 20 all, uh, then these bills will not pass. So that's how big a knife edge it is, uh, creating concerns and risks for the government, uh, as well as uh, those uh, who are very uh, opposed to these restrictions on freedoms. Uh, Dan, is it too late for 
Christian believers in Victoria to make approaches to MPs in Victoria or is, or is it uh, the time passed for submissions and making your point heard? I mean, they're in the middle of the debate right now. Is it worthwhile uh, being in contact with your local MP? Look, it's absolutely worthwhile, Neil. The debate starts tomorrow and uh, there is plenty of time and heading the banner on the ACL website uh, is uh, right at the top line there, a link to uh, Christian schools. Uh, hyperlink and also the, the Victorian uh, gender law. Um, those will take you through to a platform, uh, and this is for Victorians only, but when they put their street and postcode in, it will target just the MPs that we're seeking to persuade. We're not trying to persuade government, Greens or sex party MPs. Uh, we are speaking to, uh, or those who communicate via this platform, will be speaking to the coalition MPs and crossbenchers. So that's um, the use of that tool is greatly encouraged. Dan, there's something looming for Victoria too. 2017 shaping as a huge year for debate on this topic of euthanasia. Uh, what's the latest that your understanding is about where Victoria sits with euthanasia? Troubling developments down here, Neil. Um, no Victorian Parliament, sorry, no Australian Parliament apart from the Northern Territory 20 years ago uh, has ever passed euthanasia legislation. There was an end-of-life choices inquiry report came out six months ago. The government will be responding on Thursday. What we understand and what we expect is the government will be recommending an assisted suicide bill and they will be taking that to the parliament next year. That's a very concerning development. Uh, the numbers are really unknown at this stage. It's a conscience vote. Uh, but if the government supports this bill... Uh, that will create risks because uh, people who are in leadership roles in the government may be uncomfortable with voting according to their conscience. So there, there is a large risk here in Victoria on this issue. And the bigger risk, of course, is euthanasia, uh, the state's involvement in the killing of its citizens. Well, it was only a very narrow defeat in South Australia just recently and a lot of Christian believers in South Australia breathing a sigh of relief. I think it was like one vote uh, that voted down a euthanasia bill in South Australia just in these previous weeks. But uh, but in Victoria, there's real concerns because of the progressive left-leaningness of the Andrews government. That uh, That's the thing that poses a big risk uh, for this sort of bill coming before the Victorian parliament. Look, that's absolutely correct. Uh, the South Australian uh, outcome was a stunning uh, win for our side. Uh, at 23, all uh, the Speaker casting his vote against euthanasia. Uh, that was a near miss, if ever there was one. Uh, and um, to get a result like that in Victoria is going to require a lot of communication with MPs and actually persuading them from a view they now hold to the view that all life is sacred and we simply don't have the right to... Uh, be involved in killing our citizens. Dan, there's another issue that is being faced in Victoria, but it's really a national issue, and that is the Safe Schools program. And uh, while we've talked about that a lot on 2020 and uh, perspectives when it comes to uh, Safe Schools uh, being not just an anti-bullying program, but uh, more of a homosexual recruitment program, uh, there's some news today that I know that the Australian Christian Lobby has been uh, has been interested in commenting on. Of course, uh, the idea that the Australian Safe Schools operatives 
are pushing a global teacher training program uh, that's all connected with safe schools. How does that look? Look, what they're endeavouring to do is to shame people who, who don't outwardly advocate for LGBT rights or for uh, same-sex marriage. And uh, in this material, they speak of people as laggards uh, or conservative actors uh, or those who um, uh, are sham supporters. So they're basically trying to say effectively, uh, unless you're an LGBTI activist, uh, you're homophobic. So this is a a big uh, shift in emphasis uh, and um, very concerning. It it reminds me, Neil, of the uh, gentleman Peter Thiel, who was um, uh, the founder of PayPal, um, uh, made a major donation to the Trump campaign and was himself gay. Uh, He was... uh, because he didn't support uh, the LGBTI agenda, um, uh, you know, he was, he was uh, you know, really um, hammered and damaged online. He, his comment was that um, if you don't conform, uh, you don't count as diverse. And, and that's exactly what is being endeavoured to be achieved here, uh, an absolute conformity across the Australian education system and the Australian community... Um, and if, if you don't come out as a supporter, if you're a, if you're a laggard, if you wish to keep quiet about it, um, you are now what they call um, a part of modern homophobia. Okay, and now in relation to this, because of this push for a global teacher training program that's connected with safe schools, the Australian Christian Lobby has renewed a call for the federal and state parliamentarians to defund safe schools. I mean, it's just, it doesn't seem to be uh, moving. It continues to be out there. It's it's a popular thing for some schools to have this safe schools program uh, in the classrooms. But there's this call to defund this safe schools and get it out of schools altogether. Look, I don't think it's popular in schools uh, at all. I don't think it's popular with parents. Um, You know, a number of teachers uh, are not supportive. Uh, and there are principals of schools who are not supportive. Uh, the, the the problem is that parliamentarians are, are very risk averse and very reluctant to oppose the program. Uh, and even Simon Birmingham, who's made certain changes, win those uh, recommendations like don't have this in primary school. There should be parental, um, uh, you know, opting in. Uh, even when those matters are defied by the states, uh, there's no pushback federally. So uh, underlying it is um, a sense in which uh, members of parliament don't wish to to publicly disagree with safe schools uh, for concern about what that may mean, uh, you know, to their uh, standing in the media, et cetera. And so basically, you know, we're closing the loop. We are seeing, um, uh, you know, the, the, the need to be to conform to LGBTI agenda uh, or being labelled as a homophobe. And so I think we're seeing that with our political class uh, threatened by the media, and that's that's the greatest concern. Parents really do not like this program. Many teachers and principals do not like the program. Interesting terminology, Dan, when, uh, when you've got this modern homophobe uh, tag to put on people who don't support the LGBTI agenda. 
because uh, in a democracy, everybody needs to be able to have their say. And uh, and I, I note that, uh, you know, in a modern democracy, people need to have the ability to be free to favour keeping marriage between a man and a woman. But, uh, but the opposite side is pushing very hard uh, to try and shame anyone who doesn't agree with their agenda. It's very true, Neil. And there's no doubt that safe schools is uh, part of the political movement uh, towards same-sex marriage. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, they would uh, identify people as ambiguous on LGBTI issues uh, and try to force them to be supportive. Uh, and a big target, a key target for them, is changing the definition of marriage and, quite frankly, recruiting our children to be part of that campaign. And, Dan, just quickly, in South Australia this week, uh, they've got what they call a Super Tuesday tomorrow. What is a Super Tuesday? Uh, what's the significance of that terminology and, and what's coming before the South Australian Parliament? There are a number of bills that do advance the LGBTI agenda which have been uh, debated and are scheduled for, for vote uh, this week in the upper house. All of these bills pass the lower house. Uh, basically, in short form, there's a bill um, providing for surrogacy and IVF for gays, uh, same-sex adoption uh, for gay couples, uh, a birth certificate bill en enabling um, men to change their birth certificate to women. There's a, th a low threshold, and that is that you must be undergoing counselling, but it's a ridiculously low threshold. And the final bill is a relationships registered bill, which will um, recognise overseas gay marriages as, open inverted commas, overseas marriages. So that's clearly a move towards uh, establishing uh, same-sex marriage in South Australia. Mm. Well, uh, there's an awful lot to unpack with all of those issues uh, individually. But so far as South Australian listeners go, uh, what would you be hoping a South Australian listener to our conversation now might be able to do to influence their MP in that particular uh, set of uh, legislation that they'll be voting on? I, I think the, the best thing to do is to identify who their upper house MPs are and, and to telephone their office and just say that, look, there's a number of uh, bills uh, relating to surrogacy, IVF, same-sex adoption, which would deprive uh, children of the right to a mother and father and urge their upper house legislative council MPs to vote against those measures. That's the best thing that can be done in this incredibly short time frame. Wow. Well, Dan Flynn, our guest, he's the Victorian Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Dan, good getting your insights. I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website, acl.org.au. Uh, you mentioned there's some things there when people go to the acl.org.au website on the front page. Uh, some of the okay. issues we're talking about today, people will be able to take some action in their state. Uh, Dan, That's thanks great. so much for sharing your thoughts with us today here on 2020. My pleasure, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.